Here in the Student Union today with Reverend Mark Preuss, all the way from Laradice, Laramie, Wyoming. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing really well. Really well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Of course, it's a little warmer where I'm at in New Mexico, but uh, last time I checked with you, you kind of like this kind of weather, huh? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's about 33 degrees, partly cloudy, not much wind, which is awesome for Laramie, and uh, it's going to go up in the 40s. So. Well, that's that's uh, practically near perfect for there this time of the year. Yeah. And uh, anyways, great to have you back. Uh, you're one of the first people I've had back for a second stint in the student union. And uh, coming up here, we've just come through our uh, Thanksgiving break, and we are getting close to uh, today is uh, the Festival of St. Andrews. And I thought, well, who better to have on the program than the campus pastor at one of our full-time campus ministries? named after St. Andrews. So anyways, a blessed St. Andrews Day to one and all. Um, real quick, now, um, this time of the year, students uh, go away for break. They come back. Things slow down. Uh, what kind of things you got? You guys got some unique traditions up there in Laradice when it gets to uh, close to Christmas time. Tell us tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we uh, well, we do, we're doing caroling. Again this year, excellent. Kind of been building up, and uh, so that's kind of nice. And then we're also, uh, well, I told the students when uh, they went on to Thanksgiving break that when they come back, they need to bring their gun, guns and ammunition, and uh, <laughs> because we're going to go and uh, hunt our Christmas trees. So, <clears throat> now you're going to uh, actually go and hunt a Christmas tree. Where did you get that kind of an idea? Uh, from you. <laughs> no. <laughs> For those of you that are listening that don't know, I used to be the, the pastor at St. Andrews back in Laradice back in the day. Served about 15 and a half years. And before I left, we had a couple of seasons where we decided to go up and actually hunt Christmas trees. Uh, so uh, anyways, tell us a little bit. You've done this a couple times now, haven't you? How, is, how does this typically work? Well, we, we get some tags. You can go into the National Forest and, and cut down Christmas trees. And um, you can also shoot in the National Forest. It's totally legal. And we usually have um, one or two guys who uh, make sure that everybody has their safety on. And we draw a line in the snow once we find a tree. Uh, we mark where we want to shoot it. And, uh, and then we say safety is off and uh, fire at will. And then the tree goes down so i mean it works it, <laughs> the trees don't put faster. up much of a fight do they <laughs> no they don't it's faster than, than actually using a saw so. <laughs> we had to ban though we banned shotgun slugs because it just happens too quickly and you don't get to shoot as much no and and so. that's that's kind of that you know most of the fun of it actually <laughs> um but uh anyways for those of you listening of course we encourage as pastor Preuss said we encourage gun safety and all those kinds of things and uh anyways this is 
You know, there's a lot of traditions over the years in campus ministry that are sometimes worth getting rid of. Um, this is not one of them, and I'm very glad <laughs> that, <laughs> that you kept the tradition. Um, and, uh, you know, it kind of started, I remember thinking, you know, everybody talks about going Christmas tree hunting, um, and we never actually hunt. You don't hunt with an, with an axe or a, a, a blade. You hunt with a gun, especially in a place like Wyoming. And uh, so anyways. Well, my ancestors were Vikings, so they probably did hunt with axes. Well, there you, well, there you go. Um, now, do you still have, if I recall, when I was still there, we used to have some uh, Christmas tree ornaments. Or we actually used red shotgun shells. Uh, do you still use some of those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, From a distance, is, you can't tell, but when you get up close, it's really kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, the kinds of things we talk about here in the student union. Well, you know, have a have have a great time with that. I hope it goes well and uh, everybody's safe. And uh, you know, do you? I I do want to. Do you? You don't need a license. Um, like you don't need a like a tree tag per se. You just need. It's the same tag as when you go up the to cut one down, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the same tag, yeah. Okay, so. I remember the last time that I had a chance to do that, um, we lined up, and I don't know if you, your family does it, we used to always shoot down our own personal Christmas tree, and, <clears throat> and of course, it's smaller, and uh, mm-hmm. I said, okay, that one right there, you mean that one over there? And I said, Pastor, you want to take the first shot? And I said, well, no, I'll let you do it. I'll, I'll take the second shot, and it came down in one shot, but the guy shot the wrong tree, and it was the ugliest tree I've ever seen. Uh, but, of course, so we had an ugly tree that Christmas because I wasn't, you can't really duct tape trees back together. But uh, anyways, if you have questions or concerns or comments, you can contact uh, KFUO.org. <laughs> no, but uh, no, this is all in good fun. And uh um, anyways, um, and you're going to have a nice rink in your backyard. For those of you who don't, Pastor Preuss's family last year, you guys created an iced rink in your backyard. How, how does that work? That's awesome. Yeah, well, last year, it's, it's uh, a, parishion, a parishioner of mine, um, Ben Griffin, he, uh, he worked in Lander for Parks and Rec when he was um, in high school and college during the winter, and he would help build their ice rink. And so he told me, hey, it's pretty simple, and all you need is some snow. So last year, the first snow we got was right after Thanksgiving, I think. And then we just packed it down and built walls of snow and sprayed water on it and kept spraying water on it until I had an ice rink. And uh, this year we actually made walls for it so that the ice rink freezes faster. And it's a pretty, it's a nice size ice rink for my kids. And um, they learned to skate last year, and they're really looking forward to skating again this year. And my uh they bump their head they can just go straight into the house and get some hot chocolate so that is that is absolutely awesome you know and people wonder why i miss being a campus pastor per se (laughs) but uh, i know the labor i mean i just ask these guys i can just say hey can you guys help me and i'm like sure i got nothing better to do you know and then they come and they give me their labor and if they're over 21 i'll pay them with beer and if they're under 21 then I'll just say you just got to wait until you're 21. So uh, uh, absolutely, <laughs> no that that is just great. And uh, now, um, anyways, well, it is St. Andrew's Day today uh, when this show is airing here on KFUO. Um, tell us a little bit about St. Andrew, a little bit of the background about St. Andrew, and, and maybe uh, 
you know, why why did St. Andrew's Lutheran Church and Campus Center in uh, Laredice decide to, to name themselves after this apostle? Well, yeah, here, let me, if you don't mind, I'd like to read a little bit of scripture. Oh, absolutely. Um, we love the Bible here at KFUO. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is, um, uh, John talks about how he saw the Spirit descending from heaven um, uh, like a dove and remaining on Jesus at his, at his baptism. And, and so he tells his disciples that Jesus is the Christ, and the next day he sees him again. And he's standing with two of his disciples, and uh, one of those disciples we learn later is Andrew. And he says, uh, he, uh, looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Hmm. And that's like the, the dream of every pastor. Oh, absolutely. You know, is that, because that's what every pastor needs to do is what John the Baptist did and points to say, Behold the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. And then, uh, and John continues in verse 38 of the first chapter. Then Jesus turned and seeing them followed, said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated to Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. And, uh, and then more disciples come. But what we see with St. Andrew is that he, not only did he listen to John and left John to go follow Jesus, uh, which is what every Christian does. He forsakes everything and says, Jesus alone is my Lord. But he also goes and he brings his family. He goes and he tells other people. And brings them to Jesus, and uh, and that is that is a beautiful thing, a beautiful example for all uh, saints to follow. It's a, and that's why Saint Andrews is a wonderful name for especially a campus church uh, where uh, people um, constantly hear about Jesus, and then they tell their friends, and they bring them to church. And um, it's it's a it's a wonderful, dare I say, missional name for a congregation. Well, I mean, that's why we want to have uh, these iconic uh, places, these, you know, campus congregations um, as close to campus and on campus so that not only we can care for our own college students, but they can bring others to Jesus, literally where he comes to be with them in word and sacrament. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, no, it's it's a tremendous, uh, a tremendous way to name a church. And now St. Anne... It is. It's it's a beautiful, I mean... Yeah, at the campus minister, we have, you know, every Sunday and almost pretty much every Bible class, somebody brings a friend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they stay, sometimes they start coming once every few times, and then um, and then sometimes they just say, "Wow, this I, I find Jesus here," and and they become members and and uh, and as I think most pastors know, people who really listen to the word, you know, who join uh, because of the word, mm-hmm. they they become the best. They, they become just the the most pious Christians, devout Lutherans. It's it's a it's a wonderful thing. So no, that's absolutely true. Now Saint Andrew himself. Um, <clears throat> what are, can you fill us in on some of the uh, like the you know what is his? He's got his kind of his own special cross. I know it's part of the uh, you know there's a cross and a shield. What kind of some 
Then he ended up being the missionary uh, to Scotland, or what's some of the, the history there? Well, he wasn't a missionary to Scotland, um, but Scotland uh, claimed him as the his patron, the patron saint. Right. And he was actually a very popular patron saint. Um, he was a patron saint for Prussia before that church, or before that church, <laughs> before that, uh, that country dissolved. Um, but he, there are different stories about what happened to him, but it's pretty, it's pretty well accepted that he was crucified on a cross that looked like an X. And the explanation is that he did not want, he did not believe he was worthy of the same honor as, as Christ mm-hmm. to, to be crucified as he did. Kind of same as Peter being crucified upside down, sure. um, his brother. And, and so that cross, and there's also a saying that he was on the cross dying for like two days and, and, it is, and, and the Christians were around there watching him, you know, like people had watched Jesus, and he, he was preaching to them from the cross until, until the moment he died. He just kept telling them about Jesus. So even in his sufferings, he, he did that. Um, and uh, this is, I think, one of the reasons why he's such a popular saint, is that he's, he's faithful unto death, and he received the crown of life. Well, and that's so, even more, yeah. It's even more beautiful when you think about the fact that... Uh, um, we ponder the, you know, the persecution that really is, is underway <clears throat> for many of our students and what they have to face on our college campuses today that hear the namesake of your congregation, St. Andrew, uh, is a reminder, too, that even in the midst of our own uh, persecution and uh, loss of uh, liberties and various things that we still preach Christ and Christ crucified, even when we're uh, in many ways following um, in that which took place with him in terms of our own persecution. Isn't that the case? Yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, and that's, that's what the Lutheran Confessions talk about with uh, how we view the saints, you know? It's not like we look to some storage bin of merits that they have. We look at how God was faithful to them and kept them faithful, and they're an example for us to follow. And like uh, the author of the Hebrews says, um, St. Andrew's, St. Andrew is one of the people in that great cloud of witnesses surrounding us and encouraging us so that we, even if we feel alone when people reject us and the world um, mocks us, we're not. We're part of the one holy Christian and apostolic church, which is the body of Christ. And it is, a, it is an honor to suffer for the name of Christ. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, um, St. Andrew, you know, as we're entering into Advent here last Sunday, on the 27th, it was the first Sunday of Advent. Anything you can fill us in on what Saint, what the, the special role that Saint Andrew, in kind of the listing of um, uh, feasts and commemorations, has in uh, charting the uh, beginning of the season of Advent? Yeah, well, maybe you can add some things to this. I personally, I think that um, I mean this is the beginning of the church year, and Andrew is the first disciple, so to speak. And uh, he, uh, and so he, and he, be, and he's a, he's a martyr too. So the beginning of the church year in Advent, it's basically like the introduction to the church year because you have everything in it. You know, mm-hmm. you have um, Christ uh, uh, came; he comes now, and he will come again. So you have uh, Christ's life, his 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 birth, his his life, his teachings. Um, you have uh, the importance of his doctrine now uh, for us in our lives and how he is with us still today, and then also how he's going to come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And uh, St. Andrew, from, from the beginning of his 
um, of, of his walk with Christ and to the end exemplifies all of this. You know, he, he saw Christ come, um, and then when Christ had, had ascended into heaven, he knew that Christ was still with him. And uh, on, the, on the day that he was, um, was crucified, he, he uh, remembered that Christ would come again. It's like Stephen, you know, Stephen, the first martyr, kind of teaches what every martyr sees uh, when he's dying for Christ. You know, I see the heavens, and heavens open and the Son of Man sure. seated at the right hand of glory, you know? Like, judgment is there for us to see. And, uh, and you cling to that word the entire time. So it's, yeah, he, it's, he's a wonderful way. And I don't know exactly if St. Andrew's, the Feast of St. Andrew's is always in Advent or if it's sometimes at the end of the church here. But, it, but either way, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like he's right at that pivotal moment where... Um, I so. think isn't officially uh, Advent, the first Sunday of Advent is, is the Sunday closest to St. Andrew's Day, whichever side of it that it is on. So mm-hmm. sometimes it precedes Advent, sometimes it's after Advent. But like you said, you know, um doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, no, he, and, yeah. you know, it's interesting. It's always been interesting to me, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, when we think about why do we have, you know, when you look at like the, the 12 days of Christmas and you have St. John's Day being, um, you know, all these, these you know, you have St. John and St. Stephen and the Innocents. Uh, they're all kind yeah. of bunched up around Christmas. And here, Andrew, he's like, uh, which planet is the furthest out? <laughs> he's like out there at the beginning of Advent, but he serves at this pivotal reminder of, like you said, um, that we are all, uh, that we are all in Christ um, at the at the beginning of the season and always. But uh, yeah, I don't really know if there's anything more. It's probably like as you know that many many times the traditions of the church here come into play not just for theological reasons, but some fairly p- pragmatic and logistical ones too. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but yeah. In any case, the place there is really cool. We're gonna have uh, or we we have a um on on. Uh, on Wednesday mornings, we have um, well. Every morning, we have matins mm-hmm. at eight at eight thirty, and then on Wednesday mornings, except for Wednesday mornings, when we have um, a, uh, a spoken divine service. So it's like uh, it's twenty minutes. Um, yeah, I would make Doctor David Scare proud. He, uh, he used to boast that he could crank out a mass in thirty minutes. And uh, but in any case, yeah. Just it's, thank it's you for re- you're reminding me of all the the many many reasons. Whether it's uh, spoken divine service and matins in the morning with students, or uh, or blowing up Christmas trees with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, those those are totally on the same even level, more yeah. even more reasons why I must be a campus pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, and so we um, yeah. For when, but 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 for a feast like St. Andrews, we. Uh, we have it earlier at like eight, and then we have it. Uh, we have a uh, um, uh, we sing the divine service, and um, it's still a little bit shortened. Um, and uh, contrary to what many people think, I can preach a sermon less than twenty minutes long. So, uh, so <laughs> we do that. And... Well, um, anything else you'd like to add about Saint Andrew, or you know, as we're as we're walking into Advent here. Um, you know, um, St. Andrew's Day serving as the pivot. What, what, what is the point of Advent for those that might be listening? And maybe some of our listeners aren't familiar with Advent. What, what is Advent all about? We've got maybe about, I don't know, three or four minutes here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Advent? 
Yeah, Advent, uh, Advent means coming. Uh, it's the beginning of the church year. Uh, and as I said earlier, it's, it's like an introduction to the church year. Everything that we celebrate in the church year is in Advent. And so it's, it's you know, it's, it's basically teaching. Um, it's also a penitential season. Um, and a penitential season means that you focus more on, um, you know, invigorating repentance. Uh, uh, that means prayer, fasting, uh, uh, giving alms as you're preparing for, uh, for Christmas, uh, the Feast of the Nativity. And, um, and so it's, 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 it has different hymns that focus on how Christ comes, beautiful hymns. Oh, yes. Uh, my, my favorite Advent hymn is uh, Paul Gerhardt's Oh Lord, how shall I meet you? And um, and it's it's a beautiful hymn that uh, I would argue it's based on the Sermon of Luther's on Advent. And and, and uh, what's interesting is Advent has the Palm Sunday procession uh, in the first Sunday of Advent, and uh, it's the only gospel lesson that's repeated in the traditional historic church year. Yeah. And uh, and there's a good reason for it. It, it focuses in Advent. You focus more on how. Um, and how he comes. He comes lowly, uh, riding on a donkey, righteous and having salvation. And, uh, and that's, that's how our whole Christian life begins, is that you meet Jesus. He comes to you. Uh, we, don't, we don't come to him. He comes to us. And, uh, and it's, it's a beautiful, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful season to begin the church here. Now, of course, in campus ministry, um, this is always my frustration because I— you know, you have to deal with the logistics of when, when most of your people are, are not around <laughs> at Christmas yeah. time. And you have this kind of truncated, you know, the first Sunday, second Sunday of Advent, you know, everybody's coming and then all of a sudden, boom, most of them are gone. Um, yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that was always a frustration. And and then, you know, when I, for those congregations that uh, follow the, uh, the divinely inspired uh, one-year historic lectionary... Uh, <laughs> yes, I said it. Um, that uh, you you could actually sometimes, a couple times when I was a campus pastor there, uh, we have students that they would leave and the color was purple because it was Advent. They'd go home for Christmas, come through the shortened mm-hmm. epiphany season and come back and it was already um, already getting close to uh, pre-Lent. And I don't know if, if maybe you use green in, in, in pre-Lent and during the Jesimas. But uh, I, I I switched to I switched to purple. Actually. Yeah, we 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 had always done purple, and they'd come back, and they're like, "I've been gone for five weeks, and you guys haven't changed your Advent pyramids." <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You know, we go from one penitential season. One student told me once, "Pastor, it's all we do is repent of our sins here because I left before Christmas. We were it was a penitential season. I come back, and it's already like Lent. And uh, well, you know, that's uh." That's and underscores the fact uh, that Saint Andrew uh, reminds us today that uh, that's how we bring people to Jesus, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, behold the Lamb of even, God who takes away the sins of the world, and this is where it happens. Yeah, I, it, you're never going to get. I mean, even even the highest festivals and feasts of of the church year and our highest celebrations, um, we we celebrate them uh, and repent, you know, because because we repent. You know, I mean, this is the, they, they give us such comfort for, uh, for all of the sorrow over our sins and all of the trials that we face. Um, but even, you know, on the, the Lord's Supper, uh, Lutheran's question, Christian questions and answers uh, says there are three things that, um, 
the Lord's Supper teaches us. And one is that we should be horrified of our sins and regard them as very serious. So that's like even on Easter, you know, there's sure. a certain truth about that, you know. And then that we may learn that no creature can make satisfaction for our sins. Only uh, Jesus Christ, true God and man, can do that. And then third, that we find joy and comfort in Christ alone and through faith in Him be saved. And it's the same thing in the penitential season. Like Easter is celebrated every Sunday, you know, even in even in uh, um, uh, in penitential seasons. Oh yeah, so, I mean every divine so. service ultimately you're you're. The entire church year is encompassed, if you will, the, the themes and in, in terms of every time we gather together to, for word and sacrament. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So but, it's, it's, I mean, the whole Christian life is faith, is repentance, faith, and good works. That's what it is. No, so you're, uh, no matter what season, that's going to be the focus. So. Well, Pastor Preuss, thank you for being with us today and uh, enjoy. Uh, this uh, beginning of Adventide, and give our best to all of your students there. And I, I know you've got a new little one in your home, and so uh, a blessed Christmas to you and your family. And we hope to see. You. I guess we'll see you at Liberty. Yeah, we'll see you there. God willing. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Take care. Take care. time for here today in the student union remember college students college is tough you need jesus will help